welcome back to 2020 and of course to my podcast channel it's been a minute i haven't recorded in a while well it's been the holidays and i've been chilling resting spending time with family it's been so amazing and i've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and we are back to the grind i hate that word i'm not sure why i used it <laughs> nonetheless i want to wish you guys happy happy new year I hope that the year has been off to a really great start for you guys, that you have got your vision boards made, your goals are set, and you guys are ready to occupy spaces and cement yourselves in 2020, like our very own Miss Universe, Zozi, said in her Miss Universe speech. I mean, how awesome is she? How amazing is she? Gorgeous, beautiful, smart, and yeah, she's just black girl magic personified. Anyway, um, because I haven't given a recap of my year in 2020, in 2019, I mean, um, I thought that like it'd be fantastic for us to start the year off with something a little bit personal, you know, before we dive right into the fitness and nutrition side of things and just the mental health side of things you know all the topics that we usually cover in our podcast by the way i'm super excited for the content which i have lined up for 2020 you guys are going to absolutely love it yes <laughs> like i said this is a personal podcast and i mean i'm sure you've probably already like seen that because the title of it is up close and personal withdraw it has nothing to do with fitness or weight management and it's really just a conversation about how I've been and how 2020 is looking. But before we jump right into 2020, like I said, I haven't made a recap of 2019 and 2019 was such an important year for me that I cannot not talk about it. I've been procrastinating during this podcast, to be quite honest, because 2019 was truly a lot. I was, I mean, I'll expand into that a bit more now. <laughs> it was a life-changing year. And one of the best years that I've had in a very, very long time. I mean, I'm just going to quickly recap on some of the good things that came out of 2019 before I talk into what else happened in 2019, which is more of the behind-the-scenes things, which is not necessarily something which you guys are privy to. And I honestly just want to be transparent with you guys as, as I've always been. So yeah, I mean, 2019, um, I've pursued my passion of wellness full time. Amazing, super blessed and really honored to have been, to have been had, given the opportunity by God to pursue that passion. Um, we landed our first ever magazine cover with Fit, with Fit Life magazine. Cherub was born and we hosted some of the dopest fitness breakups. And honestly, this was all thanks to you ladies. Um, I think I had just over 50 fitness and wellness features and interviews across various media houses. Um, Brand South Africa, well, Brand South Africa appointed me as wellness ambassador, won the Cosmo Fitness and Wellness Influencer for the year for 2019. And I really worked with some of the dopest, most incredible brands that I never thought or dreamed of. And honestly, like I have absolutely no reason to complain about 2019. God was amazing. He was incredible and, and yeah, I'm, I'm truly grateful about it. However, like I said, 2019 was not without its challenges. I mean, guys, nothing is ever without its challenges, truth be told. 
Um, let's take a trip down memory lane and just, you know, take a moment to, and tackle each moment as, or each event as, as it happened. The first biggest change, of course, I had in 2019 was having to leave my corporate job to pursue fitness and wellness full time. Um, it was a life change. It was a life change filled with many emotions. For for the greater part of it, it was mainly fear, and that was fear of the unknown and not knowing what the future holds. Sadness for saying goodbye to my job because I really loved it and I loved managing the brands which were in my portfolio, but I had to unfortunately go because. Managing the two, Trove and it full-time was not possible anymore. And uh, 2019 in that particular moment in my life was filled with courage and fueled with fire and passion for, for, for pursuing my purpose. I was sure in my decision and I was made sure in my decision because it was a life change made with God's lead. It has been a roller coaster ride of note to date, filled with tons of many of tons and tons of ups and downs. The best advice I was given for the first year of entrepreneurship was to breathe in and breathe out. And now I completely understand why, because entrepreneurship is not easy. Entrepreneurship is hard. Being an entrepreneur is basically almost equivalent to living with full-time anxiety, especially within the first year of it. The fact that I suffered from clinical anxiety did not make it any easier, to be quite honest. Um, the journey required a lot of patience, mental strength, passion, and having a goal because you will be tested. Your why always needs to be bigger than yourself, and it has to be something you absolutely believe in and it requires a certain level of commitment that is almost supernatural. I mean it. <laughs> and one of the one of the other um, downfalls, I would say disadvantages or not so great experiences which I had about the journey so far is that entrepreneurship is very lonely. The journey is lonely. For the greater part of 2019, my personal relationships took a major backseat. Um, I truly cannot recall when was the last time I saw my friends during the year and I really, I, I really did not see most, if not any of my friends during the year and it was not intentional. I was busy, I was tired and I was working and the, and what makes it worse is the fact that when you go independent, you have, of course, this anxiety and this pressure to make it work. You don't have the security of the nine to five, you know, the salary coming in, whether you like it or not. So you literally focus and you just keep your head down and you just work, 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 work. And that's, and that's precisely what happened. And, you know, I always say there's a time for everything. I normally preach like having, living a balanced life, but certain phases in your life will require you to make certain decisions and some of those decisions which like I said unfortunately it was not intentional came with most of my friendships and relationships taking a major backseat and some of them I saw either through invites to work events which also did 
well, does not count, mainly because it's not something small and real and, you know, like a real catch-up, like an intimate catch-up, you know, so I try, but to cut honest, you cannot be everything at the same time and certain things like work take priority. I did lose a few friends along the way and it was very hurtful or like relationships, you know, just grew apart and it was not, it was not pleasant. And during that period, I also leaned more towards other entrepreneurs because I felt like they understood what I was going through better. Um, we don't, mainly because we don't, like I said, we don't have the comfort or the security of a salary. I felt like they could give me more than just a, it's going to be okay when I needed practical advice. And the thing is, there's no one to give you the pat on the back when you feel that, that you feel you deserve. No boss to cheer you on or take the fall for you when when you mess up. And nobody really knows how hard you truly work behind the scenes. All you can really do is wake up, do your best, and repeat again and again and again. What made this period a lot more challenging, of course, was losing my therapist in July. I was I don't think it actually hit me when it happened. Um, it only hit me a few weeks later, also because there were so many things happening in July. It was my birthday and and I truly only felt her impact after July when it was probably August when I mean I saw her very frequently. I saw her I saw her once once a week and I had been with my therapist for just over a year, which is a very long time. I started therapy with her in June twenty eighteen when I was clinically diagnosed with anxiety, depression and insomnia. I was at a really difficult point in that is my notifications. I should actually switch them off right now as we speak because they're going to interrupt me as throughout my throughout my podcast and I don't want that. Let me pause this. Yes, I've paused my I've paused my notifications. I should actually switch off my phone as well while we at it. Because I really want to give this my undivided attention and it took me a while to gear myself to do this podcast mainly because it's so personal and the last thing I want is to get interrupted and lose my trail of thought or just yeah nonetheless um as i was saying i was with her for quite some time and when i started when i started therapy i was diagnosed with anxiety depression and insomnia i was at a really difficult point in my life and she played an integral role in my healing growth and me following my passion to this point i've always been of the belief that that your glory is always tied to some of your struggles. And oftentimes we don't look at that way. And that's precisely what happened because with me, at that point, I had zero idea that my life was going to change dramatically or drastically within the next 12 months. At that point, I was just low, sad, and I, mean, I was like a broken car. You know, when a car's like one wheel's done, engine's breaking, there's not enough oil, and it just needs, yeah, it just needs to be rebooted completely. Yes. <laughs> and... It was through that time in my life that God was trying to redirect my path and actually change it, which ultimately led me to where I am today. My therapist understood me. She was able to help me unpack my emotions, categorize them, um, make sense of them, and find the root causes of a lot of things and make me understand myself better. And I truly, truly appreciated that so much because I needed that at that point in my life. And during my entrepreneurship phase, my anxiety peaked 
which made me work even harder, fueled by the fear of failure. And this made me isolate myself even more through work. My mental health did take a bit of a knock, actually a big knock, and it did affect my weight. For the greater part of 2019, I was not happy with my body or my fitness level at all, to be quite honest. And I yes, I know like I looked okay, but I was at my peak in January, February, March, April, May 2019. And, and, and that is the body or the fitness level, which I love and I'm comfortable at 100%. I know that to some people, they may be thinking, oh, but you look amazing. But, you know, we all, fitness and wellness means different things to everyone. And I was not at my peak. And it's predominant to why, if you have noticed, I reduced a cut down on recording, a cut down on, on recording videos, posting workout videos, mainly because I was not comfortable with this. I was not comfortable with my body and it and my and my fitness level and it was a really tough time and it was really tough being vulnerable and open about the challenges at that point mainly because there's so much pressure to get things right and the focus was predominantly on that so yeah um so yes 2019 like i said it has its many many ups but it did not come without its challenges and because of my mental health struggles and losing my therapist I mentioned that my weight yo-yoed quite a lot. And like I always say, most of our eating habits or are usually tied to something deeper, which is often psychological. And for me, it's one of those. And I've always understood that. Nonetheless, um, pursuing your passion is great. But what they often don't tell you is that pursuing a passion will turn your passion into a job and it'll often feel like a chore or and oftentimes be the bane of your existence because it's it's work and it's hard. It takes away the fun element of it. You know how it's so much more easier to enjoy something and it's such a fun hobby and activity thing when it's a side thing, but when it becomes your main thing, it be, it's, it's, it's a little bit harder, it's a little bit challenging and it changes the perspective on it and it, 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 really, it really changes your frame of thinking and how you view it. And I am truly grateful for that experience. I mean, like I said, the greater part of 2019, there was so much change and I was trying to manage all that change. And I feel like I'm in a much better position right now and more in control. And like I said, when you look from the outside, look from, when you look from the outside looking in, it looks all fun and glamorous, but... Yeah, majority of the time it is not it is not that and it takes a lot of resources time energy money to invest and build something and a lot of hard work and getting your hands dirty which isn't always fun but it's always always worth it and rewarding and looking back I will not change I would not change a single thing I would not change a single thing this entire experience, 2019, taught me so much. It's a lot of the things I already knew, but going through something will make you appreciate something which you know even better because that lesson is what you need to implement at that part at all at that point in your life. With that being said, there's quite a few things which I took from the year. The first one, it made me stronger and sharper. Growth is not meant to be comfortable 
and you will be stretched beyond your capacity and you'll be stretched to be a version which you have intended God to be or which you intend to operate at. You cannot be hoping to 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 operate at level Z and you and your capacity is only limited to A. You need to stretch yourself and you will be stressed and you will be tested. I asked to be I asked for growth. I asked God to draw me closer to my purpose and goals. And being stretched was a part of the preparation and process. Elevating to the next level, to the next dimension comes with discomfort and Going through it, I had to constantly remind myself that this is part of what you ask God for and it's part of the process to becoming who and what you hope for and we have been working so tired so hard to become. So it taught me, it, it really taught me to become stronger. It taught me to become sharper. You, it taught me to wear my beagle panties and to really look at every single experience and ask myself, what is it teaching me? Secondly, it taught me about balance. Because you are so close to the details of things, you can easily get lost or absorbed by it. I had to learn to balance between keeping your head down in the detail and remembering to stick your head out to strategize and not forgetting to breathe. Thirdly, self-preservation. I learned that unfortunately you cannot be everything to everyone and for my own sanity and survival and focus, I had to be selfish with my time and set boundaries. It was not easy, like I said, but you are forced to do what you have to do because if you don't take care of yourself, no one's going to do it for you. I learned to be even more kinder to myself. I always thought I was kind to myself, but like I had to <laughs> learn that even more. You know, I've always been, like I said, I've always been so hard on myself and I think, and I often think that I'm not doing enough. A lot of times I don't think I'm doing enough. No, really, that is... A real thing. I always think that, like, we need to, you're not doing enough. Um, this mindset mainly comes from the fact that you will always aim to achieve more as you pass or progress each level in life, which is great. It's fantastic. But if you don't start to reflect and be present in the moment, you will never be content, mainly because we are forever chasing for the next thing. Reflecting and being present forces you to be grateful for your achievements. It reminds you that you may not be where you want to be, but you are definitely not where you started. And that that requires a lot of a lot a lot of um what do you call this thing? What's the right word? <laughs> it requires you to be present and in really appreciating and having and taking stock all the time. So I really, really appreciated that process as well. And then it taught me about infinite possibilities. You know, realizing that you can be absolutely anything you want to be and that it all lies within you and how much faith you have in yourself. We often say to ourselves, but do we truly unpack what it means to have infinite possibilities? To realize that you can honestly and truly be anything that you want and at any point in time you know and reminding myself that especially as an entrepreneur and having um the the the, the freedom to think in that in that manner and channel myself in that manner it really made me dream bigger and want to have more for my life and it made me realize that 
all this time, yes, I've been dreaming and I've been aiming, but it was not high enough or it was not, I wasn't exploring myself at my highest capacity and that's what I want to do for 2020. It, it, it taught me sacrifice. Oprah once said something along the lines of, all, all of you have the potential for enormous success, but there is a real price that comes with it. I repeat, every single one of you have the potential for enormous success, but there is a real price that comes with it. I've mentioned some of the things I've had to let go of and the cost of having to work hard and constantly and losing friendships, losing relationships. I mean, I couldn't even date in 2019 because I just didn't have the, the energy for it. I didn't have the capacity for it, you know. And there's a lot of sacrifices that I had to make financially, such as ensuring that I put almost every single cent into my business, I did not see my family a lot of times for the first year, for the first part of 20, for the greater part of 2019. Um, it was very lonely. There were moments where I questioned myself and whether I really want to do this. And all I'm saying is it's not easy. However, in hindsight, every single sacrifice made this far, I will do it again and again. Another lesson he taught me is to look at the bigger picture. You need to remind yourself that what you're doing is greater than you. This helped to keep me going, especially when doubt creeps in, which does, by the way, it happens to everyone, myself included. I'm only human. And you don't have the wall clapping to cheer you on, to keep you going. I was reminded many times that it is God and I on this journey, and I'm here to create something bigger than me, and he is in the driver's seat. If you don't have something, a reason which is bigger than you, trust me, it'll be so hard navigating it because you will want to give up and you need to have something bigger. Your why needs to be so big and you need to be so committed to your why because it will get tested. And when you get tested, looking back at your why and reminding yourself of the bigger picture will keep you going. It also taught me to learn from my mistakes, something which you always know, which I've always known that like, in, but it's knowing something and actually experiencing it, experiencing it is very, very different. And your, your mistakes are there to teach you and more importantly, to force you into being more of who you are meant to be. So understand that like every single experience, good or bad, it is what led you to be where you are at this point in your life right now. Do not regret it. You may probably regret it at that point in time, but in hindsight, you will realize that. So learn from your mistakes and be kind to yourself. It also taught me that mistakes teach you humility. Guys, nothing like messing up to teach you that you are not perfect and to just bring it down and humble you. <laughs> No, really. Um, a lot of the times when I was still going through therapy, I've had moments when I was talking with my psychiatrist and I was telling her that how, how, how do I become or how do I encourage people to take care of my mental health when I'm, when mine is right currently in the pits right now, you know? And, and she told me, she told me one thing. She actually laughed at me. And she said that 
And she said that what you're going through right now is a constant reminder. It's a reminder of where you've been and a reminder for you to be kinder to other people, mainly because you understand. There's a reason why you are experiencing these challenges. Also, it would not be easier for you to have compassion and empathy for others that are going through the same experience, which really hit home because it's very, very true. And more than anything, I also realized that if I was perfect, if I took credit for everything that's happening in my life right now, there would no need for God. There would be no room for God in my life because I would never credit him for any of those things. A lot of the things which I've experienced through through the, through the greater part of 2019, yes, I've worked hard and I believe that every single experience I've Every single experience has taught me so much and led me to being the person I am today. However, a lot of it was mainly because of God. I don't want to take credit for it all because I can't. And 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 my mistakes or not always being in my perfect space really humbled me and reminded me that God is in control and he is in charge. And it forced me to also constantly seek advice from him and to lean towards him for the next level. Because I never, I was not in charge. I was not in control. And I will I will forever cherish that experience. And like I said, it really, it really tied me and made my relationship with God stronger because I leaned on him because I knew that it is definitely not through my own wall and not through my own might that I'm going through what I'm going through and I've experienced what I've experienced and I've achieved what I had. So yeah, my mistakes taught me to be humble and I think it's one of the things that keeps me humble and more empathetic and more caring to the world because I know how hard it is. And one of the last things which 2019 taught me is that you need to be deeply rooted in something. My passion and confidence comes from God. That's it. I know for a fact that I wouldn't be where I am today without him. I often try my utmost best to ensure that every single decision that I make is one which is aligned with him. I prefer not to operate from fear and insecurity, mainly because that will throw you off balance and distract you from running your own race. Not to say that I don't experience those emotions. I do, but I pray about those emotions. I pray about the negative emotions and experiences that I'm going through. And I try my best to not let external influences shape my decisions and actions. God and the universe is always talking to you. And you need to be quiet enough to be able to discern the voice and to receive. Like I said again, be rooted in something deeper. So, so, so important because you will get child, you'll get tested. So that is 20, 2019 in summary. <laughs> and like I said, it's been fun. It was amazing. It had its own challenges and I will not change absolutely anything about it. And what does 2020 have in store for me? Um, like I said, I spent the greater part of 2019 going through change, trying to manage change and stepping into the person and purpose which God intended for me. I worked hard and I worked really hard and I will continue to do so in 2020, planting seeds, building brick by brick. I intend to grow a trove into the vision which God planted in my heart and mind. I intend to serve. I believe that my sole purpose on earth is to serve and 
and Trove allows me to do that. Trove does not belong to me. God knows the plans. God knows the plans which He has for it. I have been a part of its growth and inception, but it was created for something bigger to help and empower millions of women to become healthy and better versions of themselves. And I am truly honored and blessed to be a part of such a movement. And I hope and I pray that I allow God to continue to use me to touch, to touch and change lives through it. Personally, I've actually only got three personal goals that I want to achieve for the first half of the year. And I'm not going to share them with you guys. Else, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> Other than that, I honestly just want to be present in every single moment of my life to be the best version of myself and just being grateful for the gift of life. Yeah. I want to fulfill the highest and truest expression of myself as a human being. God knows what that is. And I will leave all of that into his, in, in his capable hands. I wish you guys have a, I wish you a fruitful and blessed year ahead. I ask that you dream and that you dream big. Don't allow external voices to tell you who and what you are. Move at your own frequency. And remember that the biggest choices begin and end with you. Take care of yourself. What is real and what is lasting is who you are and who you are meant to be. And lastly, take responsibility of the space that you hold. To whom much is given, much is required. You cannot be asking God for greater blessings if you are not responsible with them. And if you are not responsible for what you have been blessed with already, He will not bless you with more. And I hope that you fulfill the highest and the truest expression of yourself. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh,